Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 43, Biscuits and Eggs. We recorded this in a public place, a very public place, so the sound quality is less than ideal. But why not put it on with some headphones and pretend that you, too, are sitting in the foyer of the National Theatre with us. And you can hear the clanking of spoons, other people making mundane chit-chat, and our own mundane chit-chat. Enjoy the show! And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, live from the National Theatre Cafe Lounge. Lounge? It's not a lounge, is it? That's the (laughs) foyer. It's a very large foyer with multiple areas. Yeah. And we get to marvel at the impressive uh, concrete wood panelling. The 60s was a a good time for everyone, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Was it? So it's end of month, which means... Are you leading straight in with a new Netflix? <laughs> Obviously. As with every calendar month, from about the 18th on, I am... Um, Start cramming them in. Yeah, yeah, tick, tick, tick <laughs> on those Netflix. Well, the films didn't get uh, added to the website for quite some time. So 40 films are going off, but they only got listed two days ago. Oh, that's stressful. I know. So that's why I've already watched Camp Nowhere and Bubble Boy, and I have to watch Rain Man in the next two days. Ah, was Bubble Boy any good? Because that's on my list, but apparently I'm not going to. Never mind then. No, not worth it. Okay, good. I wouldn't worry. But what uh, I've had enough notice on is the TV program Castle. Yes, which I've got two episodes to go. Oh, good, I've got five. I've watched two every day for, well, I guess about 16 days at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's gentle. Yeah, it's really good fun. Um, I mean, I, I knew Nathan Fillion was like a thing. I haven't really got it. I'm in the middle of a strong Nathan Ooh, Fillion he's situation. Fun. He's really funny. Yeah. I don't like Beckett's hair. It, it gets better. Yeah, thank God I've seen photos of it lustrous. But it gets better. A little momish. I think the problem is, uh, in se- you'll be in season two now, it's growing out from what it was in the previous mm. one. Mm. And um, it needs a sort of a cut, an interim cut. Now, I think that's what the problem is. Five USA are currently repeating season three. They're in the midlife yeah, so I'm hoping it will Martha's hair is looking fabulous. Oh, Martha. What, you didn't reply to my text about her being my absolute idol. I love her. I can't um, wait to be an old lady I was, like Martha. It's going to be something along the lines of, yes, and she's Greg's mum. She's whose mum? Greg. On she's Kitty Montgomery. I think that's it for now. How very day. You know, Dharma and Greg thing's weird. I love Dharma and Greg. So I've been watching a lot of Castle, and then I've got to watch six hours worth of Modern Family, but that goes off on the fourth. When does, oh, I did not know that. Right. But obviously, family, 20 then. minutes, so you can knock those out. And I'm early in season, there's only two seasons, I'm early in season two. So. Yeah, me too. And I'm over halfway through Frasier. Yay. <laughs> I love it. But, but, I mean, the thing with Castle is, yes, I have been watching two episodes every day, but I only have a season and a half to get through because yeah. the first season is an episode. Yeah. Frasier, that's over 200 episodes. I have to do this over 100 days. <laughs> you know, 100 happy days that I think people do on Facebook. I could be just doing 100 Frasier days. <laughs> 100 days. Write this down, contact Lethal. It's still so well written, but there's a point where you're like, Wow, Daphne really hasn't noticed for seven years, eh? Mm. Yeah. We are approaching peak peak Niles. <laughs> We're at the National Theatre, where I was last week to hear a talk from Helen McCrory, who's playing Medea in Medea. Right, yes. I've not seen that. I'm seeing that next week. But I'm very familiar with the piece. Having done it yourself. Having given my own Medea. Yeah. And I came with our dear friend, my dear friend, she's a friend, Tara. I mean, she's all right. I've only known her, like, 14 years. Oh, God. Uh, and we came to this talk and it was brilliant and beforehand I had jokingly said that I would ask a question about the time mid-performance 
I stopped concentrating while somebody else was doing a monologue and started planning the shopping trip I had to make the next day. I remember very specifically thinking, I need to buy eggs. <laughs> and then thinking, I am on stage. And I thought, well, this is hilarious. I'll, I'll jokingly tell her the story this. Obviously didn't. One of the questions she got asked, she was saying about how she'd been a bit distracted the day before and that sometimes you think you're giving a great performance and that one well, actually wasn't very good. And sometimes you're on stage thinking about your shopping list and that turns out to be the best performance. I was like, oh, yes, vindicated. <laughs> so um, I'd like to just, you know, write to the 40 or so people who saw that performance three years ago and tell them that it was actually really good. Not that they knew I was sitting there, you know. I wasn't sitting there being like, ooh, eggs. <laughs> it was great because the new Waitrose had just opened in York. So oh, I was going to go well, on one of my early... Oh, I know. I've been to loads, just so you know. Right, okay, loads of... I mean, like, things. stuff. Right, good. My intro, huge. And all bases, two exhibitions, a film, a tea, some television, a theatre event. I feel like I'm letting the side down here. What did, what did you do? You had a solo day of fun. <laughs> where you drank the most disgusting-looking beer in the world. It was nice, but, you, I mean, you'd want one of them and go, OK, it's banana bread beer. Uh, that's nice. Tastes kind of banana-y. You wouldn't want to drink that for the whole evening. No. You just have to switch to gin. Yeah. I went to see the film Guardians of the Galaxy, which is why the last podcast did not go up the day it was meant to. Because <laughs> uh, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, it's really good fun. I went on was basically like a first friend date with my friend Lucy. It went really well. Good. We went out for lunch and we went to see Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and uh, when it started playing Hooked on a Feeling, did you dance down the aisle like the uh, <laughs> yeah, Dancing Baby? Baby from Animal Bill, very much so. I had my costume ready to go. Good. Yeah, good. it's really good fun. Chris Pratt, obviously great. Brilliant, yep. Lee Pace, great, but they have put him in a costume that hides his eyebrows. You know, what's the point of casting Lee Pace? Yeah, you could just any tall bloke. Yeah, pretty much. And it will qualify for our um, annual... I know. New Year's Eve because pace. we were getting really close to having to watch a Hobbit film. I can't do with that. Or that's Breaking Dawn Part 2. That's no way to start it. That's no way to start the year. <laughs> Jessica. Rosie. We have both been to the Wedding Dresses exhibition at the V&A. Yes, we have. Oh my God, that's totally something I've done. But separately. Separately. <laughs> not on the same day, not speaking to each other. I mean, yeah, it was completely was, separate. Yeah. I went with my friend Gabby. I went with our mummy. Yeah. I apparently enjoyed it more than you did because I liked Kimberly's dress and you did not. That was horrible. Oh, I wouldn't wear it myself, but I thought she looked lovely in it. Oh, uh, right. Because I remember I mean, watching the wedding the, on a French exchange. I've seen the pictures. The Pope died. And Nisha's French exchange's rabbit, leading to Nisha's French exchange's mum, walking into the living room and saying, Tu t'aimes, la pape la la pane and leaving the room. French. Uh, it's like the history boys, this. It really helps to have a second language. My favourite one was the Jenny Peckham one, which had loads of sort of diamonds yes, stuff that around. Yes, was really there. nice. And Kate Moss's. And it's, yes, Kate Moss was my favourite. And I like Gwen Stefani's pink skirt, but I did not care for the bodice. The bodice was, there was just too much going on. It looked like it came from a hot topic. From a distance, lovely. Close up, hot mess. Mm. Mm. She looked great in it, though. Yeah. But I thought it was good fun. I liked Dita Von Teasers. Yes. I liked that they did not have a picture of her with her husband from her wedding day. No. They had a picture with Christian well, when we When we got to the Gwen Stefani one, they had Gavin Rostell's seat next to it. And I went, and, oh, are they still together? And I said, yes, yes, they are. They have two children. It's fine. And then we got to D21T's and I went, they are not still together. Yeah, and they had um, uh, Kate Moss and Jamie Hinn's there. Still yes. together, yeah. My favourite bit of blurb was the one next to Lisa Butcher's dress, which was A, disgusting. Was that who married Marco Pierre White? Marco Pierre White. The, the marriage was short-lived. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one of the best things I've ever seen in a museum exhibition. Ah, uh, brilliant. 
I couldn't get over how teeny tiny people were in the past. Yes. Teeny tiny. Some of that was ill-advised tight lacing. Okay. Not all of it. Could be tight no, lacing. not all of it. Because I, as a broad-shouldered five foot eight, I could not be tight laced that tight. No. Yeah. Some of them also were midgets. So. Okay. I've got one word for you, Watson. <laughs> yeah, people were just smaller though, weren't they? Nutritionally and medically, we are doing better than our ancestors. I also went to see the exhibition Comics Unmasked at the British Library. Is that good? No. It was, face, I fun. described it as interesting but not fascinating. Right. Was it as good as the comic book museum we went to in Brussels? It was on a par. Right. Uh, and that was a whole museum. Eight yes. homes there aren't. The best bit of this was where they had a big spread of an actual comic magazine from, I guess, the late 60s advertising a gig Fairport convention. Brilliant. So I ran back and showed our dad that. My favourite bit was the bit with the superheroes, which I felt was possibly a little lowbrow for me. There was yeah, even some Harley Quinn, so I was happy. The best bit. Yeah. I've just been to a film at the Beer High in the How last hour. pan out for you? Oh, it no, wasn't good. No. And it's a shame because... Right, the ingredients were there. Yeah, the ingredients were there. And this, the type of film I like, the way they can be described can describe two sorts of films in right. a way. So kind of alt, indie, quirky. Yeah. Especially with the word comedy, often applies to things which aren't very funny or nice. Whereas yeah. I like Moonrise Kingdom, Scott Pilgrim. I like a fun film. That was not a fun film. I went to see Welcome to the Dollhouse at the BFI. Yeah, you invited me to it. I read the synopsis and uh, said, no. I said in the back of the synopsis, I thought that'd be quite fun. All right, thanks. But it was um, like no. quite unpleasant and a bit sad. And I do not. What is the thing I don't do in entertainment? Negative feelings. I only want entertainment that has positive feelings, which is why I'm going to see Medea next week. <laughs> I spent an hour in Hatchards, and I think that's why I've been really ill for the next two weeks. Oh, uh, right, book overload. Too much paper. I think it was wandering. I haven't done any wandering. Uh, right, something I don't yeah. do. And I was having so me- much fun. meandering. That's yeah. Funny. And then maybe the collected Dorothy Parker I bought was so heavy. It w- I've read 20 books. I earned that. I finished a book on Monday and haven't started a new one. I read 23 books in three months. Um, Have you done anything? You had your day of fun with your banana bread beer. I had my day of fun with my banana bread beer. No, I strongly recommend going to the supermarket uh, on the evening of a bank holiday. Not the eve of a bank holiday. The bank evening. Holiday evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, evenings and shopping are always great. Brilliant. Yes, I liked the vine you posted, which was... I thought it was going to be a joke in it, and it was just you walking... It's just me walking around the But at the end, you open your mouth to speak, so it goes... And then it loops... Um, that's because I was sort of uh, humming under my breath, but you can't really hear it, so I'm Oh, okay. Um, I was going to do ketchup. 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 <laughs> but there were the, uh, Too many people. the ketchup was not down an aisle, it was at the end, so oh. it was very open, and then there were people standing there, I thought, like, I can't. Yeah. But I kept on looping back to it next <laughs> time. I have to go home now. My thing of me singing and stuffing nuts in my face has been looped 180 times. And I would say only a third of that was me. <laughs> Do you have a song? Yes. I have Shine On You Crazy Diamond by Pink Floyd. Cool. That was succinct. Move on. I've, I've been singing it all day. So okay. There you go. I wrote this, didn't have a song, and then because we've been delayed, have found, like, not just, oh, I quite like this song. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Brilliant. Top fives. Top, Top fives. fives. I joined in. That's good. 
Now, Jessica suggested this, and then she told me afterwards that she suggested this as a joke, but I thought it was pretty good. to the list that I gave. It works. It ties in, because we'll be doing Bake Off Chat. Yeah, we will. And they did Biscuit Week. Yeah, we did. So we will be doing our top five biscuits. Yeah, we will. And it's an even odd-numbered... I don't know. Jessica, would you like to go first? I most certainly would, Rosie. Thank you very much. In no particular order, but I will point out what my favourite one is at the end. Number one, Oreos. We've covered this on the podcast. They are now vegan. This is really exciting. I had an Oreo cupcake the other day. Mm. Oh, it was it was good. Um, I have recently discovered I find Oreos quite underwhelming. I think they're not very flavoursome. I think they're very flavoursome. No, I think this because it's like dark chocolate. They've got like a level of salt to them. Yes, I have to point out just that you don't eat real biscuits. So <laughs> don't eat real biscuits. Do you mean I don't eat no meat? <laughs> I think a dog biscuit would be quite flavoursome to you. I mean, it would be because it would be meaty. Oh, I think in theory I'd quite like a dog biscuit. <laughs> it's a meaty biscuit. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have quite been called self-wolfy. Each to their own. I find if you eat an Oreo, you're, you're like, hmm. no, never, that's never happened. It's a muted flavour. It's not a muted flavour. Yeah, but if you were you to can't eat... say an Oreo has less flavour than a bourbon biscuit. Number two, bourbon oh. biscuits. I've actually got the most insipid biscuit in the world on my list. So have you got a, uh, no, a rich tea biscuit? Oh my god, a rich tea biscuit, I love them. No, rich tea biscuits are what you give to the guides to decorate when you're not very happy and you don't want to give them digestive as a treat. <laughs> uh, your next choice. Number two, bourbon biscuits. Yeah, because they also are vegan. And uh, everywhere sells them. And you can crush them up and make them into the inside of a truffle. <laughs> Okay, so that works for me. Number three, hobnobs. Yeah. Can you have hobnobs? Yeah. And they're resilient and you can dunk them in tea. Imagine if hobnobs had made your list despite the fact you hadn't eaten one for ten years. <laughs> hobnobs, I remember them well. Uh, I, no. can, I can eat all of the biscuits that are on this. Do they? I don't imagine hobnobs stay up well in tea. They're too buttery. Well, they're not buttery, are they? Because I can eat them. No, they, they are quite resilient. <laughs> then why do they taste so buttery? Magic. Is it vegetable fat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they dunk better than a rich tea, though, don't they? Or pink wafer, that doesn't matter. Pink wafers? Wait, wait. We'll get to that. I've got, I've got an fish. You're next. Yeah. Number four, fig rolls. Yeah, I've never really even got into fig rolls. That qualifies as a biscuit. Yes, it does. I reckon, actually, you know this whole jacket. It might thing. be a Jaffa cake situation. Might but be you think cake. about... It's not about the actual constituent parts of the item it's how you buy and eat the item a jaffa cake you buy them in a packet you might put them on a plate you'll have several a fairy cake you're not buying in a tube putting some on a plate and having four or five are you well you're doing fairy cakes wrong i'm having six or seven (laughs) they don't make it to the plate i never really got into fig rolls but i very recently got into figs my friend luke loves fig rolls he has them with milk (laughs) not a strong anecdote but he ate a lot of them when we were at the fringe together so fig rolls made me think of my friend luke oh that's nice yeah uh, He's in Bolivia think, now. I think of eating them at a bus stop with some of my friends on the way home from a, a barbecue. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and number five is, this is not a commercially available one. I mean, it is, but it's not like you can get it in the supermarket. Uh, it's a red velvet cookie sandwich <laughs> from Miss Cupcake yeah. in Brixton. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're good. Yeah. I went there the other day. Uh, they didn't have any. <clears throat> they did not have any. I would have waited. All right, then. How long do they take? Biscuits don't take long. When are get any? Not today. Okay, I'll just sit here. Uh, so I had a, a, a cinnamon cookie sandwich. Basically, two snickerdoodles sandwiched together with vanilla frosting. I went to a cupcake shop in Covent Garden, which used the same font as this cupcake. Interesting. I went in, looked at it, and left. They just were... It was amateur hour, despite the fact everything was a professional business. 
<laughs> to so Tara and I went to. They Benetton were charging Cities. money for it. Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely not amateur, but it was bush league. <laughs> yeah. I like those cookie sandwiches, but to me, they are like the poor man's red velvet whoopie pie. Well, I mean, which is not a biscuit. Here's the thing. Or They're a pie. amazing. Yeah. And physically, you could eat one in one go, but you will lose the next four hours of your life to some sort of diabetic, diabetic coma. <laughs> And you'll spend the rest of the afternoon lying face down on the living room carpet really thinking about your life choices. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to see Brave and I had that huge ice cream beforehand, yeah. I was pinned to the seat. Exactly. The, the trick is to do it in two goes. Yeah. With um, a beverage of some description. Yeah, maybe um, like a starch, just a cup of sugar. Yeah. Have it with a nice bowl of pasta. Um, and also, while I was there, to digress slightly, and this feeds back into the intro bit, which I should have mentioned. I had a very productive morning where I had to go into town on my day off, but that's fine. And I bought some new shoes, and I am not wearing them. And I got loads of stuff done, and I went to the jo- Oh my god, I remember what I did. The jo- Oh my god. I went to the John Lewis rooftop terrace and the uh, exhibition about the 150 years of John Lewis. Oh yeah, I was going to invite you to that, but then you went. I knew I had done something. That's uh, good, you should go. Well, who um, am I going to go with? I don't know. Uh, and on my way back, I went to Miss Cupcake, and I had a BLT, but not really. And I was thinking of the sandwich and bought two cupcakes, one of which was Oreos. Feeds back. Loot. Boom. What are yours? Okay. Viennese Wells. Yep. Strong. Strong. Mm. Mm. I like a Viennese biscuit of any kind. My old office was often populated by packets of Marks biscuits, and the Viennese ones were always a good choice. But a Viennese Well, those Mr. Kipling ones bit of icing sugar very soft crumbly biscuit well, they are exceptionally good they are exceptionally good chocolate caramel digestives Ooh. because as John Richardson says you pick it up then you think you're biting into a chocolate <laughs> digestive and then ooh naughty caramel that you weren't <laughs> expecting it's a dirty secret biscuit I've never eaten one of those but I can imagine it would be nice yeah and the best thing is when you don't know that it's one of those which you can't do you can't tickle yourself you cannot give yourself a full experience of a chocolate caramel digestive <laughs> Really briefly disconcerting when you go, oh, what's wrong? Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it is quite disconcerting at first. But, oh, it's lovely. I've treated a lot of people, treated a lot of people to that experience. Because <laughs> your, your first thought is, you think something's been smeared secretly. I'm being poisoned. Like when the guys tried to give me some lint chocolate and it turned out to be wasabi flavour. Because you think you, you, you think it's an adulterated biscuit. That is the worst prank I've ever heard. i tell you what's a really good idea. Tell someone it's a chocolate digestive, but really it's a chocolate caramel digestive. So actually it's a nice experience. Unless they are allergic to caramel. Right. Number three, pink wafers. Now, I think when I first got into pink wafers, I was like, oh yeah, they're just one of those things you're going to cram as many in your mouth, they're not very overloaded with flavour. Yeah, they're not very substantial. I'm trying to say, no flavour whatsoever. Are they more or less overloaded with flavour than, say, an Oreo? It's a very different kind of thing. An Oreo has a promise of flavour it doesn't deliver on, whereas a pink wafer looks like something you would use to insulate a, or a, doll's, house. a doll's house or soundproof a teddy bear studio. But now I think pink wafers may be... So I was once on a panel show at York, and I got asked what my favourite biscuit was, and I said pink wafers, and my then-boyfriend heckled me. And I mean, really, this was, the, this was the beginning of the end. So yeah, somebody from the audience heckled me with my poor choice of biscuit. And at the time I was like, well, but they're just fun. Now I think probably pink wafers are a bit of a crap biscuit. I like pink wafers. But they're fun, aren't they? 
they're so, like, I think what I want to be is like, oh, they're so frivolous and fun and airy. But now I think if you're going to have frivolous, fun and airy, get a macaron, powder your wig. Yeah, I mean, you could buy several packets of pig wafers for the price of one macaron, but that's fine. Uh, jammy Dodgers. An honourable mention was party rings, and it was going to be one or the other for me. Or Jaffa Cakes. They were all, but I think Jammy Dodgers are, because they're so gooey, they're so fun to bite. I think I'm always disappointed with a, ja- with a Jammy Dodger that it doesn't have cream in it as well. Oh no, I hate those. Those are when you get like yum tums. Yeah. Family circle. Yeah, and I think that's no family circle like weird biscuits. I so I imagine you eat in a provincial town. You are a provincial town. One of my favourite insults was when somebody did something stupid. My friend Richard went, oh, "How provincial!" It's <laughs> like I will despite everything as that. Number five, my friend Heather's gingerbread off the hook. No one has ever made such good. Actually, your gingerbread is really good. Hers is more. It's like different. And it's always brilliant. Honourable mentions, party rings, chaffa cakes, shortbread. Boom. I like those peanut cookies. These jelly grannies. Really nice. Yeah, really good. You know what I hate? Iced gems. And malted milks, which taste like sour vomit. I hate malted milks. I cannot... Why, why would you put a cow on a biscuit? Well, because it's got milk in the title. What is the point? Okay, well, there you go. You know, it's really disappointing when you somebody you're like, oh, I'm gonna have a biscuit, and you get over a biscuit, you think it's gonna be a treat, and then you have to have, have like a rich tea or a malt of milk. And you're like, this is almost like a digestive aid. No, well, they are digestive aids, aren't they? Well, yeah, no, digestives are digestive aids. <laughs> What's your song, Rosie? Well, my song is "Them Heavy People" by Kate Bush, with whom I have become literally obsessed. Topical. I watched two documentaries on her, BBC Four. And then I started listening to it, and our mum has been at home all week this week, and I think it's been very good of her that she's not mentioned how many times I've played this song. I'm talking eight or nine times a day for the past four or five days. I've never heard it, so I'll have to go home and listen. Don't sing it at me. No, I was, well, I wasn't sing it, but I, was, I, I wasn't. The only problem is that on the documentary they showed the bit where Alan Partridge sang a Kate Bush medley, and he starts by doing the beginning of the song where she says, rolling the ball, rolling, but it's going, rolling the ball. It's very funny, but most of the, so the first half of the listeners were trying to block Partridge. Right, out. problematic, yeah. Well, thematically, we've leapt from biscuits via Kate Bush. Baking. To baking. To, to Bake Off. Bake Off So we will be covering three episodes. Thank goodness I wrote notes. God, I don't remember any of those. Biscuit Week. So we'll be talking about Biscuit Week. Biscuit Week, yes. The well, pirates, they were good. Yeah, so Richard's pirates were terrific. He became Starbaker. Yeah. And Louis did his amazing George and the Dragon scene. Yeah, that's And was I kind cool. of felt it was a bit sad he hadn't been Starbaker. He got to be Starbaker in Bread Week. Yeah. So that was fine. But they, those guys were doing brilliantly sterling work. What was never really mentioned or pointed out particularly is that Martha's cake had, uh, Martha's biscuits had a suspended chairlift on them. Oh, I didn't notice easily. that. Yep, she'd got like wire with little chairlifts. I also loved that in her signature bake, she'd made little M dodgers and they had a little M stamped in the top biscuit. Uh, okay. I thought, and was it was probably fair that he went out yeah. because well, he hadn't thing. baked his biscuits and he used fondant, which means his, his biscuits hadn't. Not just he bought a packet of hot knobs instead. Yeah, but but they hadn't, and they hadn't gone well. But I thought some of the 3D stuff. Was absurdly. I mean, Louis is just so competent. Which obviously went into Bread Week, where I became quite obsessed with the idea of not sending home Norman. If Jordan had stayed and Norman had been sent home, we would have had justified rioting. Yes, yes, I think we would have. And I know that Nancy Stromboli sort of fell apart and probably didn't need the tomato and egg in it, but 
I'm obsessed with the idea of breakfast bread. That's a really cool thing. Uh, Jamie Oliver uh, has done yeah. has a recipe like that. And I actually saw him doing it on a programme, and he cut the dough in half and did a sweet one and a savoury one. So the savoury one was basically similar to Vayner's mm. body, and the sweet one was uh, chocolate spread and bananas and hazelnuts. I think well, that Mary, maybe Martha from the future, sent back to save her. I said this originally, I thought it was Nancy, because on, I think it was Extra Slice, they just happened to have a shot with the two of them next to each other. And then I tweeted this and someone who said, I, I thought it was said Mary, which makes a lot of sense about it. I was like, obviously it should be Mary. Martha, Mary. Yeah, it all works. Yeah, but it's like Terminator. And so then last night was puddings. It was traumatic. Yeah, I actually didn't enjoy it very much because I found it too tense. I, I, yeah, it was fine up until about the last I know week. it's baking intense, but it doesn't have to be so intense. No, they're in a marquee. It was fine up until the last ten minutes where it all sort of took a ten. But because we'd seen the trailer and we had Mary saying, well, that's sort of unacceptable, there was a bit where, who's she going to say it to your wife? So there was the, the concern. Yeah. And actually it was fine. They were very good. And the way she said it was not... T- I thought it was her saying to somebody, that is unacceptable. You yeah. are unacceptable. Exactly. Yes, that's but actually they were really kind about yeah. it. The previous week with Norman, I'd been like, we have to save him, he has, he has to stay. But if Ian had presented pretty much anything, I think Norman would have gone home. Yeah. And I sort of feel that's justified, because although I love him, and I love he's a very simple home baker, you do have to keep progressing. Say, so, yeah, make it more interesting. And, and, he and especially if they say that to him, they've said you need to make it more interesting. Yeah. And I thought it was a shame that I thought Martha should have been in the running for Star Baker last week. I thought so. Last week. got to uh, say, who's the star, you know, done well. She wasn't even mentioned in this. Yeah, week. and also they'd said, oh, Kate, and then Richard got it. She won the um, technical. technical and did well on the showstopper. showstopper, thank you. Signature was fine. I love peanut butter, so I'm quite I know, happy with that. That's a note from Bread Week where they had this amazing bit where Paul said to Kate, no, there aren't any gaps in the middle because it's raw. And they had about four different reactions to people being like, eh, and their jaws <laughs> dropping. It was amazing. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the bum, biggest bum, scandal. Bum. Yeah. The thing with Custard Gate is that was at least kind of funny. Yeah. Because it had Howard shouting and, it, and it didn't have any uh, sort of negative repercussions. Yeah. Howard uh, <laughs> didn't then go and like, punch that lady in the face <laughs> and throw his dessert everywhere. Okay. Ian wouldn't have won anyway. So, no, I think it's a time's approaching. I saw him described as Pete's beard. I found that very funny. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. Jessica, do you want to ask me how my eating is going? How's it going? I've totally nearly finished a baby cardigan I started last year. Oh, you know well my done. stripy one? Yeah. The <clears throat> Rico Baby Classics 93 V-neck cardigan. Well done you. That I started on my train holiday. Because it was Doctor Who, and I thought, I'm not sitting through an hour and 25 minutes of Doctor Who without... I have not watched any of it. Yeah. I wanted something to occupy myself. So I sewed my ends on one of the sleeves, and then in two or three days I knitted a hole of the sleeve, and I'm just sewing it up. I've probably got about 15 minutes left of it to do. Oh, brilliant. I know. And then I think I'm going to start with some of my lovely um, Yorkshire wool I got on my holiday. I think I'm going to knit that into like a shawl. Yeah. Do something exciting. But I might cast on some socks so I have a little project to do while I watch television. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Um, Well, speaking of cardigans, just before we started recording, I was sent a picture of uh, the froggy hoodie being worn by its uh, potential recipient, New Ola. He looked very happy. He appeared to fit him, and he was eating some of it. So he hadn't great. put his arms down the sleeves. I did check. He does have arms. He does have arms. I haven't quite turned the heel on my boot liners because it's an afterthought heel, but I'm now well on the way to knitting my foot on the first boot liner. Very good. Uh, then decrease the toe, and then you go back and, uh, and unravel the... You use a bit of waist yarn to knit a, a stripe into it. Okay. Unravel that and then knit the heel. 
Mm -hmm. uh, so I will keep you updated on how that goes. Could be exciting, could be horrible, we don't know. So that's, that's knitting, well, that's needle. Fed. Fed. Uh, well, today for lunch I made an amazing uh, Mediterranean vegetable tart type thing with puff pastry and mushrooms and cordyceps and pinchers. It's fabulous. Olives. Delicious. And some in the fridge for when I get it. But the most important thing is I had another go with my kitchen aid. And it worked? And it worked. The cake I made was an absolute delight. I would go so far as to say it was one of the best Victoria sponges I've ever made. And, Bold claims. Uh, yeah, but it was just marvellous because it was so light and it was brilliant. And I had to, it raised really well and I had to cut the top off so I could fit it in a tin. It was so doped. And I had to do that because otherwise it wouldn't have snacked properly. Okay. Uh, so I just sort of shaved a little bit off and then I put buttercream over the top so you can touch. Mm -hmm. I took it to work to share with people. Mm -hmm. I had to uh, assemble it at work. But yeah, I was really pleased. So people liked it and it was light and and, yeah. and if you use a KitchenAid, you can then mix up the buttercream and, it, and you whisk it and it's so fluffy and delightful. I used the recipe from uh, Miss Cupcake's daughter's bean cakes and tell. If you had seen just before me, I would say to you right now, it's so fluffy! It's a unicorn, she's talking about. Cool. Yeah, I've not done any baking, rubbish. What? Have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Hey, yeah, I did the full hey. I'm in public. Uh, I, I actually tweeted this, and I I can't get the tweets to load to tell you the name of the person that did it. So I'm terribly sorry. Upsetting. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. And we'll put it in the show notes, and you can find it on our Twitter. They are these absolutely amazing embroidered woodland creatures. Oh yes, I saw the tweets. And just gorgeous. What else have I seen? Check out some Kate Bush. My friend made me a, a mixtape. Actually, I will share that because I was too ill to go out to a indie club night this weekend, which was called "So If You're Lonely," as in the first line of a Franz Ferdinand song. So my friend Izzy made me a mix of indie music from the noughties to cheer me up. So I have my own little personal indie disco. Ah, cute. Yeah, really good. I was true. Yesterday I was getting ready to go to Pizza Express. I watched an adventure in space and time the other day. That's oh, not that's really a really good thing. But I was doing it while I was knitting. I haven't watched Doctor Who yet, but I really enjoyed that because I didn't see it the first time. How nice is it at the end when Matt Smith turns up? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, I found that quite sad, but in a good way. Yeah. Ooh. Who knows if you'll actually be able to hear any of this once we get to the end? No idea. No idea. But we will record again at the usual time. Same back time, same back place. Tick, tick, tick. Is it any good? Um. <laughs> Bye. Bye. To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon.